0: This is episode number 863, The Science of Biohacking for Optimal Health. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Jim Rohn said, Take care of your body. It's the only place you have to live. And Gandhi said, It is health that is real wealth and not pieces of gold and silver. I'm so excited about this because there are so many days where I forget to take care of my health. I'll eat a lot of bad foods. I'll stay up late. uh, I'll have bad thoughts. I'll have bad emotions. And I don't take care of my body in the ways that I know I should be doing it. And we all know what we should be doing. We know we should get the right amount of sleep. We know we should be drinking more water. We know we should be eating better. We know these things. We know we should be working out and moving our body and stretching and and all these different things. But for whatever reason, we choose not to. Because it's easier not to. It's easier to just eat a box of donuts like sometimes I do. It's easier to have the candy bar. It's easier to stay up late and watch TV all night as opposed to getting into optimal routines and really optimizing your health so that you can feel better, live better, live longer. All these things that we want, but it's the energy and the effort and the consistency that holds us back. Now, in this episode, I've had some incredible guests on really biohacking for optimal health. People who have done years and years of studies on themselves who've tested these things to really figure out what works for their health. And they've helped millions of people around the world on their health as well. So I want to introduce to you an all-star cast of individuals who have brought this wisdom together for this single episode. Now, Aubrey Marcus is the founder and CEO of Onnit and he's done incredible things through all of his different research and studies that he's done on his own body, his own health, but with tons of athletes and members through his On It community. Kelly Levesque is a holistic nutritionist, wellness expert, and celebrity health coach, and she's done consulting for so many big individuals and celebrities to help them truly be in the health they want to be in for their roles, for their lives, for everything. Dr. Stephen Gundry, He's worked in medicine for over 40 years, and he's the director and founder of the International Heart and Lung Institute, as well as the Center for Restorative Medicine in Palm Springs and Santa Barbara. And he's written a few bestsellers, including The Plant Paradox and another book all about anti-aging. We've got Dr. Mark Hyman, who's a practicing family physician, a 10-time, I think it's 11-time now, number one New York Times best-selling author and director of the Cleveland Clinic Center for Functional Medicine. We've got Dave Asprey, who's the creator of Bulletproof Coffee, host of Bulletproof Radio, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, The Bulletproof Diet. And in this episode of these all-stars, we talk about the pervasive root cause of disease and how self-awareness can transform our lives the importance of having a close relationship with your body to intimately know what you actually need. And what you might need is different than what someone else might need. The science behind fasting and how it strengthens the immune system, the surprising things nature does to signal what we should and shouldn't be eating, and how your body and brain process energy like a battery. I'm so excited for this because I believe that when we optimize our health, when we truly crack the code, on how to have a functional, healthy living life, then we can manifest what we want in our life. The relationships, the wealth, the career, those things start to fall into place when we truly optimize this point. off your next 12-pack, head to Amazon and use promo code 20 Pure Leaf. That's promo code 20pureleaf for 20% off.
1: Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash business gold card.
0: Okay, quick math. .com/greatness greatness again head to slash greatness let's dive into the science of biohacking for optimal health right now
2: i'm a functional medicine doctor you know run the center for functional medicine at cleveland clinic and so we look at the root causes of disease and there are many right there's environment there's lifestyle there's genetics all affect these systems it, yeah. in your body right so we always say there's five causes of all disease based on how they influence your genetics and combine with your lifestyle. Toxins, so environmental toxins, that's not your fault. That's just the fact that we put 80,000 chemicals in the environment without testing them. We have 3,000 food atoms we eat every year. As Americans, about three to five pounds of it, which is frightening. And you know there are heavy metals and pesticides everywhere. So we're exposed to a lot of toxins. And they make people sick. Infections, which we can get, whether it's viral infections and bacterial infections, Lyme disease, tick infections, allergens, which are increasingly common, and, or food sensitivities, things where your body's creating an immune response, whether it's gluten or dairy, those are big. And then poor diet and stress. All of those are contributing to disease. But by far, the biggest cause is food, really? by far. What's amazing is it's not like a little bit. It's like people say, oh, my migraines, or my arthritis, or my irritable bowel. People don't connect the dots between how they feel and the food they're eating. And then when you switch, people have transformations very quickly, Yeah, you know. They notice it quickly. Quickly, yeah, I mean. The pain goes away, the weight goes off, all these things. Yeah, I mean, I always say food is medicine. It's not just like a medicine. It works faster, better, and cheaper than almost any drug. I mean, we have people who are off insulin, who are type two diabetics, within a week. Wow. You know, and and get off all their medications. I mean, there was a huge study just published on a ketogenic diet intervention for type two diabetics, and I don't think ketogenic diets are right for everybody, but an extreme situation where your metabolism is so broken, it can help reset things. Basically reducing carbs to 30 grams a day, 70% fat, and help in the context of a healthy plant-rich diet. And they were able to get 100% of the people in a year over diabetics off of the main diabetes medication and 94% off insulin or dramatically lower with an average weight loss of 30 pounds, about 12% of body weight. And this is unprecedented in the research because food, if you know how to apply it in the right way, at the right dose for the right person, it's the most powerful drug. Mm,
0: yeah, now here's the thing, you talked about in the book that you've been studying food for 35 years. 40 now, I, can't. I 40 years. <laughs> I was like, oh, I did the math, it's
2: 2018, I was started in 1978 in college, <laughs> and I'm like, that old?
0: <laughs> here's the thing, you've got 11 New York Times best-selling books, you've probably done how many books total? 20. 14. 20. 14 books. Eleven New York Times, including this one, food. What what the heck should I eat? And for forty years, you've been studying food, and you say even the experts are confused by the science. They are. They are. So how come, how come you're? How come I? How come it out? you know all the answers? <laughs> I don't think after about, forty years. Yeah, I don't, don't think I know all
2: the answers, but I don't have a bone to pick. Yeah. yeah. In other words, I haven't spent my life dedicated to the low fat diet. I haven't been dedicated my life to paleo, veganism. Or. I mean, I I'm looking at like what works. and the other thing I know is that. I'm not an academic, I do research, but that's not how I started, I'm a practicing doctor. So what's happened over the years is the latest thing comes in, I try it, see what happens, see what happens to the patient. So seeing tens of thousands of patients doing thousands and thousands of lab tests over the years, seeing what happens when people change their diet and how their biology responds, that's the best laboratory you will ever see. And I I even noticed it myself, I was a vegetarian for 10 years, and I see pictures of myself when I was 28 and I am so scrawny, even though I ate really healthy. I ran five miles a day. I did yoga all the time. And I look at myself now doing far less exercise, and I'm far more muscular and have more muscle mass than I did when I was 28 because I learned how to change my diet. And we know that, that the right kind of high-fat high diet and, and, and adequate protein actually increases muscle mass. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I literally just got off the phone with a friend who says, you know, I went on a vegan diet, and three days into it, Like, I can't lift anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but then you see some, like, you know, athletes that are Mm -hmm. all vegan who have, like, gained muscle mass and gained strength and you're like, well, what is Maybe they're taking steroids. I don't know. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) So you think living a vegetarian or vegan, fully vegan or vegetarian lifestyle, that it's hard to gain muscle mass?
2: I think it's hard. It's hard. It's not impossible.
0: I mean, if you really work at it and really work
2: out and there are great (laughs) vegan athletes out there, but there's never been a historically voluntary vegan society ever. And when you look at the blue, look, or, no, the blue zones, or? No, they were even? never exclusively vegan. Really? Right? They always had some animal food. Got right? The, you know, fish ones. or something. Yeah, actually. and you know, as, as hunter-gatherers, we ate 800 species of plants. So we had a very plant-rich diet, mm. but we also included wild animals when we could catch them. Right, right. exactly. <laughs> you know? It's part of our evolutionary history, and our bodies are well-adapted, and the protein in vegetables is different. So for example, there's something called leucine, which is an amino acid that is the rate-limiting amino acid for muscle synthesis. In other words, in order to milk muscle, you need this amino acid. And it's very low in plant proteins, very high in animal
0: proteins. Right. So. Why not just live a plant-based diet and then have the supplements? You could, uh...
2: you could. And I, you know, I have patients who are vegans, monks. I mean, I'm not gonna force people not to eat it, but it's much harder to do and you have to know what you're doing. And, And I see people over time, initially, when they switch from a processed American diet to a whole foods vegan diet, they are gonna get so much better. Of course, yeah. But the real issue is compared to what? Right. Right? And they've looked at over time, these big studies, looking at animal and plant proteins and stuff over time, looking at what people do. There was a vegan, vegetarian, omnivore study, which was 245,000 people. It was an observational study, but they didn't find any difference in outcomes.
1: Mm.
2: Another study, 42-country study, looking at food pattern consumption over long periods of time, showed... Actually, the people that had animal fat and protein did far better than people who focused on cereal grains in their diet, less heart disease. Another study, the Pure study, just came out recently, 135,000 people, it was five continents, I think 18 countries, 10 years, and there was actually an improvement when people had more saturated fat and more good fats and less cereal grains and more animal protein. More animal protein or
0: more more animal protein, yeah. Yeah. It
2: was not a risk factor. these are difficult studies to interpret sometimes because they're, uh, they're observational, but you look at interventional studies where you intervene by giving people high-fat protein diets with lots of plant foods. People do better metabolically, so. Really? Yeah, And it's, it's very hard to eat a low-glycemic diet if you're a vegan. You can, but it's very hard. I have a friend who's a keto vegan, and she's a type one diabetic, and she's rocking it. But you have to know what you're doing. You're so disciplined. Yeah, and, yeah, super disciplined, super smart about it. That's challenging. <laughs>
1: And I say a serious relationship because I think we often have turbulent and casual relationships with our body, <laughs> you know, where it's sort of like an arm's length, gentle truce where we don't really trust our body. Our body doesn't really trust us. We don't really know. Like, what the hell's going on today? I don't know. Right, I'm right. tired. This thing is going on. But champions demand performance on all aspects. And they demand, like, unified performance. from Their, their body's got to support what their mind's doing, no matter what's going on. And their mind has to support what their body's doing. Right. So I've noticed with these champions, they know their body it's like it's like that long term 25 year you know relationship mm-hmm. where these people know each other inside and out and champions have that relationship with their body and and i noticed that when i started um, hanging out with Bodie miller and Bodie miller you know he does all of the different tests he'll test his lactate level he'll check wow. his ketone level so check his heart rate but he's done that so much so many times that he's knows. like a human biometric he's like yeah you know i'm pushing lactate numbers around <laughs> like eight i'm like what are you talking about dude i'm not like just gasping for air you know and he's like yeah i've been in this you know heart rate band of about you know 200 to 220 for this which is optimal for this and he just knows his body that way like he knows when it's time to go on a ketotic diet and do 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 this kind of he does like a ketotic cleanse every now and then and he's just so amazingly in tune with his body that it actually allows him more slack than a lot of other people Mm. because he likes to party he likes to hang out too i mean that's part of the bodie miller legend but he knew his body so well he knows when he can push his body in all aspects. He knows when he can take time off and when it's time to go because he just has that kind of relationship where he can ask his body, like, we are going to be all right here? Like, <laughs> how much sleep do I need, body? And body be like, well, man, I mean, six would be great, but if you got four, we'll do it. And he's like, okay, body, I got you. Wow. you know,
0: so they have that kind of intimate relationship. How can we start understanding how to have that relationship with our own bodies? What can we do? What tests? What, you know? On a basic level, so we feel like we have a general understanding, maybe some of these extreme things we won't be able to do right away. Yeah. What
1: can we do? Well, it depends on your field. You know, if you're an athlete, yeah, lactate numbers are going to be important, you know, knowing your heart rate, knowing these different thresholds, but, um, you know, knowing different central nervous system markers and things like that. But for most of us, it's going to get a lot more simple, like knowing what creates those energy resources, what causes the brain fog, you know, so really, understanding on a fundamental level how the input equals the output, what you're putting in your body, what kind of foods. You know, paying attention to like when you have that kind of foggy, tired feeling, diagnose it like, okay, what did I do? What was different? Was my sleep different? Was my food intake different? Did I eat something that perhaps caused the inflammation, which then traveled into my bloodstream and is clogging up my brain? (laughs) Was my, was my digestion working too hard? You know and so the, really that's a a big piece of what the total human optimization picture is it's just identifying these different correlations between mm-hmm. the input and output in your body and it can also be mental too like what kind of frame of mind you know is best for my body because so much evidence is out there that mindset is crucial to physical health. Yeah.
0: And Aubrey actually has a, an exercise we put in the the School of Greatness book so for those listening who have the book in the chapter on mastering your your body in your health, uh, there's an exercise at the end to find out what's missing mm-hmm. in your health to figure out how to optimize it. So, you guys can also go through that chapter and that exercise and figure out what's missing in your health right now to optimize it to take it to that next level. So,
1: yeah, our bodies are like cars. You know, mm-hmm. we got to look at them more just objectively. It's like right. if your car is going off, like anytime you're tired or anytime something's weird, think of that like an engine light. And then you're the mechanic, though, so you got to go fix that shit. Sometimes a doctor can help, you know. Those are like the master mechanics, but for daily maintenance, it's on you, buddy. You like gotta you got to figure that, you got to figure this, you gotta figure this shit out. On you got to go
0: make sure you're putting gas in the yeah, engine, the right, the right type gas, of fuel, the
1: oil change. Exactly. You know, doing the everything you need, the, yeah. All, everything. <laughs> yeah, all of it. You know, we talked a little bit about Kane Wasilewski. One of the most dominant athletes, maybe the most dominant athlete in the world in any major sport. And racquetball may not be a major sport, but it's enough of a sport to, it's to a, count.
0: It's a hard sport. It's a hard sport. It's physically demanding.
1: Yeah. And the dude just hasn't lost in seven years. And so, as I said, he doesn't have anybody that he practices against because it would insane. only make him worse. But his ritual then, <laughs> because then you would think, man, how do you even practice? Like, what's what, what causes him to, you know, what does he do at that point? And he has a very specific ritual. He grabs six racquetballs, brand new. He gets as many racquetballs as he wants. So it's not a matter of cost, you know. He doesn't yes. have a good sponsorship there. <laughs> so he gets six racquetballs. He puts on his headphones and he puts on his headband and he comes into the racquetball court. And we have a racquetball court and, uh-huh. and on it. So I've watched Has him he do been this. There done this. Oh yeah, wow. many many times. And he's like, uh racquetball court's gonna be out for a couple hours, I don't know how long. (laughs) And he plays and he just hits corner shots full speed and practice serves until all six balls are popped. Oh my goodness. He does not stop until all six balls are popped. So sometimes that takes two hours, you know, sometimes that takes four hours. But he will not leave that court until all six racquetballs are popped. And that's his practice session. He just comes out dripping sweat, you know, after and, and watching him just hit the same shot. Bang. And again, it goes back to relent. Bang. Oh corner. Goodness. Bang. Corner. Kill. 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 Same thing over and over again
0: till all the balls are popped. Then he walks out. Big smile on his face <laughs> like, all right, practice is over for it's today. It's insane, man. It's insane. It's unbelievable. You'd think other athletes in racquetball would start trying the same thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the, that's the thing that separates though. Like, would, would you be really willing to do that for four hours a day with by yourself, by yourself? It's not that much money in the sport either. You know, I mean, he's not like, he's doing well because he's the best best of the best, but you know, you really have to want it and you really have to create some kind of ritual that'll get you there. And, you know, I think a lot of athletes, every athlete has these certain rituals, these certain things. I was no champion in the in the grand scheme by anything in any means of basketball but I had a I had a good career particularly uh-huh. in high school and got a lot of honors and I remember I had even a little ritual where I would not if I touched a ball if I touched the ball I wouldn't leave the court until I hit 3 three-pointers in a row like I would just wouldn't do it it was like mm-hmm. that was my ritual and so what ended up happening is you know through sophomore and senior year I was one of the best three-point shooters in Central Texas mm-hmm. that ritual created a result and it was just like this this thing, this code that I didn't break, mm. and that's the beauty of these rituals. It's you don't have to think about it anymore. There's no mental fatigue associated with it. It's like, right. oh, okay, now it's the three three pointers. That's what I got to do so I yeah. can leave this court. I don't care how hungry or thirsty or you know some girl I'm supposed to meet. Like, right. It doesn't right. matter. I don't break the ritual. Exactly. Yeah. Kane doesn't leave the court until the ball's a bust. It's crazy, you know. So I think that's an important attribute of a. Champion. What do you
0: think are maybe three or four rituals? that all champ most champions do in their daily life that we could apply as normal human beings to get there <laughs> yeah yeah
1: i think you got to come up with like the most important health ritual for you for sure you know like what yeah. is that thing that you that you must do you know every day and mm-hmm. you know for me that's a that's really been a focus on mineralization you know so i know that every day as a ritual i'm going to wake up and i'm going to drink Lemon water with salt, mm. you know, like that's like
0: Himalayan sea salt. Himalayan sea
1: salt, mm. yeah, to get the mineral, get my mineraliz- really? mineralization, mineralization, alkalization going at the start of the day, and that becomes like a health ritual. And and I think all athletes will have their kind of specific thing, and all entrepreneurs, everybody who really wants performance, have something where they know that that's how they're going to get things going. Mm.
0: Um, okay, so that's one.
1: That's one I would say health. And I think there's certain practice rituals that that all of them have you know whatever whatever that may be you know whether that's um you know writing in a journal if you're in in that or whether it's one of the practice actual sport rituals that that we have Mm -hmm. you know something some kind of practice that's that you do every day i think is pretty
3: crucial First of all, I think they all work. And uh-huh. I think a lot of them are really the same. Like if we take, yeah. if we take paleo, we take Mediterranean and we take keto. Atkins and we take keto, Same thing. like if you really look at Except the biology like the beans of
0: it or the cheese or whatever, yeah,
3: yeah, you can look at the biology of it and simplify it to the inputs, which is what I do in my book, um, is I talk about protein, fat, fiber, and greens, like green vegetables, things that are deep in color and phytochemicals and nutrients to fight basically oxidative stress. Mm-hmm. But It really comes down to like ditching the drama and saying, okay, Lewis, would you rather have bison over wild salmon? Cool. You can have that. It's going to break down to amino acids in your body that are going to be used for muscle growth. That's going to be used to synthesize collagen. That's going to turn off four hunger hormones in your body. Mm. And cool. Let's not go tit for tat over what's better and why they both have omega threes. And if you're sourcing good quality food, we don't need to like have a fight about it. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that's where people get caught up is they look at health in a silo and they read one article that says they need to add turmeric or acai or mm-hmm. matcha to something. And then all of a sudden they're having all these weird tonics <laughs> right, all day yeah. long yeah, exactly. to get it in. Yeah. Um, especially here in LA. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So for me, it's really, I worked with people to turn off hunger hormones. And, and we do that with. What does that
0: mean? Not craving food all the time?
3: Yeah, because the new research is Gosh, showing I'm so
0: hungry all the time.
3: Yeah, and the new starving. Okay, well we can fix that.
0: <laughs> Not all the time, but yeah.
3: Yeah. Well
0: So how do you fix it if you're if you're hungry all the time. Is so you, it called a hungry hormone? Yeah,
3: you have actually, you have about eight hunger hormones in your body and they're regulated by different things. So for example, when you drink fat, like in your Bulletproof coffee, yeah. you're releasing chole, it triggers the release of cholecystokinane which calms hunger if you oh, really? eat. When yeah. you have fat, it yeah. releases that. Yeah. yeah, and then if you have like fiber or something that stretches your stomach, like the physical stretching of your stomach, um, it calms the production of ghrelin, which is another really strong hunger hormone. So, oh.
0: so you have fiber and fat yeah. Combined, yeah.
3: Then, then you can yeah. not
0: eat for a week and you're fine.
3: Right. And it. then there's protein and protein turns off a number of hunger huh. hormones. And for example, neuropeptide Y, we crave carbohydrates when we don't have enough protein. So then we add protein and we're not craving donuts and pizza. And
0: I love pizza and donuts. Though. I
3: mean, they're great. Gosh. Don't get me wrong.
0: <laughs> the challenge is, here's my challenge. I just will have like a whole pizza and then I want to have more. Because it's never satisfying enough.
3: Sure. I I mean, I eat
0: like unlimited donuts. Well, until I get sick, and then I'm like, (laughs) why did I just. too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com, where their award-winning app, State Farm, lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Do this. <laughs> because I can't just have a few because I'm not full.
3: No, but it's it's I'm also like, you can't, there's no off button with those type of fast carbohydrates. So you tough. just have the release of dopamine, which, okay, you're going to have that release of dopamine if you do illegal drugs like cocaine or yes. have an orgasm or yeah. eat a sidecar donut. Or have a hug. Yeah. Or dopamine from a hug or laugh or looking at pictures. So you think about the other ways that you can release dopamine. But yeah, I mean, if you're having donuts or pizza, there's really no off button. But if you sit down to like a Texas barbecue, you'll probably stop at some point or Mm. your body will start sweating. Right. So, you know, to each their own. But yeah, I just keep it simple. I say protein, fat, fiber and greens. Um, those four things, if you put them on your plate together, greens get, or grains, greens, greens, like green leafy greens, right. um, there's a sulfur based sugar and leafy greens that feeds probi probiotic bacteria in the gut and there's been some like 50 50 research on whether probiotics on the market are actually inoculating into gut bacteria we think that there's a belief that like your the acid in your stomach is completely obliterating that Mm. bacteria and it's not staying alive but we do know that resistant starch and um the sulfur-based sugar and leafy grains feeds it so you are just a walking ecosystem of gross bacteria wow let's keep it thriving and flourishing
0: (laughs) (laughs) now cooked or uncooked does it matter?
3: It doesn't matter.
0: doesn't matter how you consume it. Yeah. Sautéed, cooked, fried.
3: I mean, maybe not fried. <laughs> but but uh, hot
0: or cold. Or anywhere in between, doesn't matter how you eat your food.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, it depends on what you're getting. Like, because people will say, oh, well, I'm going to eat the vegetables raw because there are enzymes, and enzymes help to break down and unlock the natural nutrition in that food. Or I'm going to sprout it or soak it because that gets rid of anti nutrients Mm. like phytates and helps me absorb those nutrients better. Or I'm going to cook it because I don't have the stomach acid or enzymes production because I'm always stressed out and it's hard for me to digest that kind of a thing and eating raw vegetables makes me really bloated. So really, I mean, I, this is what I do with my clients all day long. I can make a case for why you should do all of those options. So let's just get down to like what you like to eat Mm -hmm. and go back to the basics. Cause we don't, yeah. Like why you should be refocusing your energy on building your business, seeing your family, you know, like being with your friends and Obviously, like putting high-quality food on your plate is super, super important and not having to worry and think about when is my next meal or crashing into lunch and trying to make a good decision, but you have low blood sugar, so you're going for the wrap or the pizza or something as opposed to making healthy choices. Right. Get out of your own way. Turn off the hunger hormones, balance your blood sugar, and live your life.
0: Should people be testing things, blood tests or anything else, or do they not need to do that to...
3: I mean, if you want to optimize, I'm a big fan of being a lab rat. So I love a Cyrex food allergy test. You can do 180 foods, and it's actually a blood um, and and antibody test. So it's looking for antibodies, your immune system, what it's fighting in Mm, your blood versus a prick test. Yes, and ALCAT and MRT testing is – The thing with labs is they just have to be reproducible. They don't have to be efficacious. So the doctor decides whether the lab is useful for them. The lab doesn't have to prove that what they're giving you is correct. So Mm. like an MRT or an ALCAT test is actually putting like a dried food product on a slide, dropping like a drop of your blood on it, looking through a microscope and saying, what's happening to the blood cells? I mean, that is... Absolutely reproducible. But is that telling me if I'm allergic to coffee or mm. gluten or peanuts? Absolutely not. So, um, but that's accessible to a lot of acupuncturists and Eastern medicine docs and, um, and people want testing done. So they do it, but do I think it's the best? Probably What's not. the best. I like Cyrex. Cyrex. Yeah. Cyrex. What is it? It's, um, they're looking for antibodies in your blood. So they're not putting it on the slide and looking at what happens to the to the cell, they're actually looking for markers on immune cells mm. for specific food groups, and they can break it down. I mean, they can break down gluten to, or like wheat to gluten and gliadin. They can really? break down dairy to casein, whey, lactose. I mean, is it just we a get prick, specific. Or what is it? You give a vial of blood and it oh, goes to uh, a lab. Okay, yeah.
0: So you have to yeah. go somewhere and, and get the vial.
3: your doctor. Your doctor can call for the test. I mean, I have phlebotomists that can go to my clients' home and oh, take right, blood right. at their yeah. house, and sure, we could be here. Let's bring them in.
4: We now know that you can take bacteria from young animals' guts and put them in old animals' guts, and the old animals will become young again. No way. I mean like— It's the fountain of youth. No way. So they'll like—their cells will get younger? Yes. Or they'll have youthful energy or what? All of the above. They will actually extend their lifespan by about 30%. What? Yeah, because here's the deal. What, what, what I'm trying to get people to understand is this is not about you and me or what we conceive as us. This, we're just a condominium for the people who really run us, and these are all these little one-cellular organisms. And what we're beginning to realize is we're a condominium for these bugs, and we're their home. We've exchanged them living in us and actually taking care of us for food and mm. and shelter for them. Huh. And That's crazy. The, have- I know. And the really cool thing is, so we can take – bacteria from young animals, you know, and put them into old animals. And the bacteria say, man, this place is decrepit. You know, I, I need to do a complete total renovation here because this is where I'm stuck and I better make the best of it. Mm-hmm. And I want everything to be nice. You know, it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. gentrification of the yeah, yeah, neighborhood. Of and this actually... So what do they do? So they actually instruct. Here's, here's the take-home message. They actually send... T- Text messages to the mitochondria, and you probably know all about mitochondria, yes. the little energy organelles yes. in the these, brain, right? In, the, they're in every one of, of you, life. but the brain has the most of yes. them, and these produce energy. These mitochondria are actually engulfed bacteria, and as strange as it may seem, the bacteria in your gut. Send text messages to the mitochondria mm-hmm. that say, "Guys, you know, new sheriffs in town. Clean up your act. We want you guys working and humming on all you know eight cylinders." It's kind of like General Kelly coming into the White yeah, House and yeah. It, yeah. you know total disarray, and it was going, "Okay, guys, no more of this silliness." And so we now have discovered some of those compounds that the bacteria in your gut signal the mitochondria to. Regenerate themselves, and it's—I mm. it's, mean—it's opening up and whole just, new areas that we never even dreamed of. Wow! So you're really like 170 years old, huh? Yeah. Well,
0: people have uh,
4: just been manipulating all this for the
0: last 15 years. Remind, now, it,
4: I'll show you a picture <laughs> when we're all done of me and Memet standing together uh-huh. when I did a show a few weeks ago. Mm. And one of us is 12 years older than the other person, and Mm -hmm. you would not guess by looking at our skin who's the old person and who's the young person. Wow. And I I was showing this picture to David Sinclair from Harvard, who's one of the great anti-aging researchers in this country, and actually in the world, and we were discussing some ways to manipulate mitochondria in the brain, and I said, "Let, let me show you a picture, and He's looking and he says, okay, so uh, Mehmet's a lot older than you, right? And he said, here, let me show you my driver's license. He Mm. said, wait a minute, how old are you? And he said, can I have this picture? And I said, yeah. He says, I'm going to put it in all my talks. Because what I've been doing for the last 17 years is giving my bacteria what all the research that I've done and many other people have done. Would predict that my bacteria are pretty doggone happy with what I'm doing for them, wow. and they're exchanging that happiness to say, "Man, this is a great place to live, and we're going to keep this place buffed, nice and nice and, and just happy." Yeah, and so wow. yeah, and so you you lived in a blue zone, is that right? Then Loma Linda, yeah, Loma Linda is a blue zone. That's yeah. correct. So, but when I was living in that blue zone, uh, I was Eating a low-fat vegetarian diet. I was running 30 miles a week. I was one of these Clydesdale runners. I weighed 70 pounds more than I do now. Really? Yeah, I was a Clydesdale. There's a lot of
0: unhealthy people in Blue Zones, too. Oh, yeah. And they have
4: the vegans <laughs> that just are overweight, and you're like, how are you this yeah. overweight? Yeah, well, it's, it actually is because you're giving your bacteria the wrong stuff. Mm. And that's really part of the plant paradox. The plant paradox is that there's certain plants that, Absolutely, positively, do not want us to eat them at l- all, in at any, any circumstance, under any Whether circumstance, you Cook them, or chop they, them, or slice them, or skin them—doesn't matter. They were here first, and they had it really great before animals arrived, because nobody wanted to eat them. And <laughs> my, you know, my, my research at Yale was in human evolutionary biology, so plants have the same evolutionary drive as animals—they mm. want to grow. And they want to have babies, seeds. They want to protect themselves. And they want to protect themselves. They don't want to die. Exactly. So when animals arrived, they had a problem. Because animals can run, they can hide, they can fight. But plants are stuck. But plants are chemists of incredible ability. Mm. So they can turn sunlight into matter, like around your wall here. Wow. And so what they use is chemical warfare to actually- Defend themselves. Defend themselves. And to even make- animals do their bidding. Um, Because, for instance, just throw out an example, most plants want you to eat their fruits because the fruit contains seed seed to to go reseed them. So you'll eat their fruit, the seeds in the fruits are inedible and you'll either spit them out or if you swallow them they'll survive going through your intestines mm-hmm. and you'll poop them out someplace else. Fertilized. And it fertilized. Yeah. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. And they're away from mom and dad. So for instance if an apple you know, falls underneath the apple tree That poor kid doesn't have much of a chance because mom or dad is going to shade them the next year. But if it gets carried off, um, you know, even 100 feet away, and then it gets dropped, the plant does this on purpose. Crazy. And in fact, you and I love fruit because you and I were designed to eat fruit once a year in the summer to gain weight for the winter. Mm -hmm. So it was a really good trade-off between, for instance, great apes and and plants. But the fascinating thing is manufacturers, food chemists know this, and we are drawn with color vision. And only animals that are fruit predators actually have color vision because you want to know when the fruit is ripe. ripe when it has the highest sugar content. Right. And the plant wants you to know when mm-hmm. it's ripe because that's when the seed finally has an impenetrable shell. Huh. And it doesn't want you to eat it before that time. So it tells you, okay... Now's the time. the shiniest object. It's time to eat it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So what colors does it use? In general, it uses reds and oranges and yellows to denote ripeness. So the next time you're going down the snack aisles looking for all the great munchy stuff, you'll be shocked that most of the companies use oranges, reds, yellows, to get your attention because Mm -hmm. it goes direct into the deep center of your brain and says, ooh, ooh, that that color means I should eat it. Uh, I'm going to get a lot of calories and I'm going to be the big winner for the winter.
5: We have these things called mitochondria. And these are things that were bacteria a couple billion years ago. And we somehow incorporated them into our cells. And there's all sorts of like tens of thousands of pages of academic debate about how this happened because this is the genesis of all life on Earth. Somehow we became able to carry batteries around with us so that we don't have to have roots in the ground like plants do. Well, those little batteries were red rod-shaped bacteria. We incorporated them into our cells or they invaded our cells, which is probably Mm. more like what happened. They took us over. And these little bacteria... There's about 15,000 of them per cell in the brain and only 1,000 of them per cell in the rest of your body except the heart. So the eyes, the the brain, and the heart have this incredible density of these little things that control everything about you. That give us energy. They give you energy, but they also decide if cells live or die. Wow. They make hormones. not the only part of you that makes hormones, but they're actually in control of the hormone factories. They decide whether or not you'll get cancer. They control cellular aging. And literally, those little guys call the shots and they don't really care much about what you want. They care about what they want. You're a walking petri dish for them and they're gonna make sure that the petri dish stays alive. Wow. What are these called? They're called mitochondria. And they're in your brain, they're in your whole body. Yeah. They're cells. Well, they're inside your cells.
0: Inside so your cells.
5: Each one that. of your cells has all these different components in it, you know, kind of like like they're the like a carburetor or a, a battery uh-huh. inside inside each cell. So about ten percent of your body weight is your battery. And these things are the battery in the body. They charge the body, they give you energy. They give you, Keep energy. you awake. Yeah, they, they take the food and they take the air and they take light even mm-hmm. and they turn it into electrons. The same electrons that power your iPhone power your body. Wow. And it turns out these little guys are semiconductors. We didn't know this until about five years ago. And that's why they're affected by electromagnetic fields, by light, by electricity, and by temperature, and all these other things that you can manipulate. And since they don't listen to you very well, but they listen to the world around you, you just change the world around you, and all of a sudden your brain has more energy. And when you get these guys hacked, you feel it first in your brain, and you feel it second right in in the chest like in, in your emotional center mm. you, you feel it in your heart you know you put your heart into something so by doing this of course your muscles are going to benefit cuz they all have battery needs it's just they don't need very much to move thinking is actually harder work than moving so what <laughs> if you were to give yourself a battery upgrade you'd be a better athlete you'd be a better lover, you'd be a better mm. spouse, and frankly, a better human being because you have more energy to say no when you have one of those, those urges to go out and you know, do something you
0: shouldn't do. Right, 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 right. And so this helps you, but it all starts from the brain first. If The brain muscle and mass is not optimized and you're saying that the rest of our body will not have the energy. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah. Well, if your brain isn't working, the rest of your body won't be
5: working and vice versa. So it you, you so it's a feedback loop. Yeah, you, you can't the, with the brain.
0: It starts with the if brain. You're, if you have no sleep and you're eating horrible foods and you're not getting any sunlight and you're stressed out all the time, but you're working really, really hard, you're working out really hard and you're trying to build your body, the brain is not going to have the energy to recover or you're not going to be fully optimized or something. There's going to be breakdowns. To be-
5: what will what, happen is these little bacteria throughout the body, these mitochondria, they're going to sense that you're stressed. They're going to sense they don't have enough recovery. They don't have enough energy. like They're not not like, getting enough food or enough light or enough of the other things that they rely on to be a healthy colony. Yeah. When they don't get that, they're going to communicate with each other. Life sucks. Get ready. <laughs> there's like get ready for a famine. Like, like there's a threat. There's a some ominous threat. And they're bacteria. They're stupid. They don't know what a threat is. Mm-hmm. So they're going to change your physiology to have higher cortisol, lower testosterone, less focus, less energy. You're more optimized to fight and to run away. And you're gonna you're gonna be cranky, or more you're reactive, be, yeah. resentful. Yeah. yeah. Your blood sugar is going to swing because like what do I need to fight? When I need to run? And here's the thing that comes out of this research that that just fascinates me. There's only three things you need to do to stay alive. If you're a cat, if you're a bacteria, or if you're a, a possum or a tree, it doesn't matter. It's always only three things. Run away from or kill scary things. And plants do that by making poisons or spines and things like that. Uh, and they can't run away because they're plants. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. And then- uh, let's see, you have to eat everything to make sure you don't starve to death, right? So I've certainly done both of those behaviors. You know, you eat all the donuts and oops. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is have sex with everything that's left to make sure the species doesn't die out, right? right? So Reproduce, yeah. Right, so Lewis, can you think of anything you've ever done you're ashamed of that didn't come from
0: one of those three behaviors? Um, I, I mean, I've been ashamed of a lot of things I've done, but <laughs> those three behaviors... What was the first one again? It was run away from or kill things. Run away from or kill things. No. I mean, I was going to say getting angry at something, yeah. but that's in that it, category, that's right? That's what it that is right? Like lashing out or being reactive or being frustrated mm-hmm. that I didn't get what I wanted or something. Yeah. The second one is eat everything. Mm-hmm. I've done that a lot. I've, <laughs> I've been ashamed of all the... Sh- I mean, I was a sugar fiend my whole life. Totally. And uh, you know, I cut out sugar for four... When you want the best, you have to act quickly ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash L-E-W-I-S. If I've this last 45 days and what a transformation in my mind and my yeah. body and my health just by not having sugar... And then <laughs> wanting to reproduce. Yes, I've been there too. So yeah, I yeah. like, did I really go on that
5: day? <laughs> exactly. Uh, right.
0: yes. the, the thing is,
5: we take responsibility for those things, and those are things we're responsible for, yeah. but they're not you. They're emergent behaviors that come from what bacteria want, because the bacteria are the puppet masters in mm-hmm. our bodies. And when you realize that, you better take care of those little bastards because they have control over you in some way. But when they give you enough energy in, re- in return for this symbiosis they have, you can then have enough energy for the human adult parts of your brain to easily take over and to easily control things. Mm. We call that willpower. So, so when you feel the urge to you know, flip the guy off in traffic or to yell at your spouse or you know, to eat all the donuts... If your battery is charged all the way, you're like, "Oh, I got this. It's not even that big of a deal. I'm just going to say no." And it's those times when you're browning out a little bit, you're like, "Well, you know, it's the end of the day. I'm a little tired. You know, I, I, I'm fine. I'm, I'll just have half the donut." And, right. and you you dive in and you have you no know, willpower. Yeah, there's you know there's frosted stuff all over your face <laughs> and colored sprinkles on your shirt and you. Oh, or you what say the thing do? you
0: wish you didn't say, or yeah, whatever happens. Exactly. Yeah. Fascinating. So how did you? How have you applied this into your life? Uh, what are the main things that you've done you know, on a daily basis that you've seen a transformation in your life because you've done a lot of biohacking and mind hacking for oh, years yeah. for years so what is this new stuff that you've been doing just to be honest I've we've probably seen each other maybe 10 times oh, like yeah. in person I've known you for a while but we've probably been interacting in 10 times in person this time you look younger than I've ever seen you and we mentioned when you came in you look stronger you look like you have more energy you look clearer. Like you never looked as clear as you do now. For some reason, you look very clear, high energy, and youthful. Not that you didn't before, but you just look like even you know more youthful. So, what are the things that you're doing that is allowing you to have this energy of abundance that you know you've never had before? I'm I'm doing a lot
5: of stuff, and (laughs) and one of the things that 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 it's a fair criticism of biohacking is how do you know if it works? Mm -hmm. Well. Like you just said, there's uh, there's evidence that it's something serious. is working. Yeah. Can I tell you that one of the forty five things I'm doing is the one? Well, no, because it wasn't the one. There's something called synergy, mm. and, and and there's amplification. And if you do A, it doesn't work very well. You do B, it doesn't work very well. And shockingly, if you do A and B, it works. But the the double blind reductionist like Western medicine thing, I, I swear there's there's like some guy in a white lab coat. He's like, there was no such thing as bread. Here's why. I baked the water and nothing happened. I baked the flour and nothing happened. I baked the yeast and nothing happened. Therefore, there is no bread. And you're like, maybe if you mixed them and then baked them, there would be bread. Mm-hmm. Right? But no, that's more than one variable. I can't do it. I have to test single variables. Our bodies are incredibly complex mm-hmm. systems. So what I do and what this, this program in Headstrong, the two-week program is, is let's do many of the things that make mm-hmm. your mitochondria stronger all at the same time. Yes. Instead of messing around with just one thing.
0: My friend, I hope you got some value out of this. I hope you got one thing from one of these experts to help you optimize your own life to optimize your health. Again, we have thousands of problems in the world that we face on a daily basis. But when we are sick, when we are unhealthy, when we are injured, we have one problem. And you all know when you've gotten sick one time, you've been on the couch for two weeks, You're like, if I just can get healthy again, I promise I will eat healthy. I promise I'll be consistent working out if I'm just not sick anymore. And then somehow we get healthy again, we we get consistent, and then we fall off. I've been there. I know you've been there. Now is the time. It's time to start applying these principles and doing something daily that's a non-negotiable. And when you make a non-negotiable, you'll do whatever it takes to make it happen. So you just got to get to that place to make it a non-negotiable for you. If you enjoyed this, share with a friend. Text one friend today who you think would be inspired to optimize and biohack their health in a better way. Just send it to a friend, text a friend, and you can really be a hero for someone in their life. Think of someone who might be struggling or stressed out or overwhelmed or just isn't as consistent as they should be in their health. Send them this and say, hey, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Let's work on this together. Let's be accountable together. You can text the link lewishouse.com slash 863. You can text them that link right now or just copy and paste the link on Apple Podcast or Spotify or wherever you listen to the podcast and share with a friend there. You can tag me on social media at lewishouse and follow me on Instagram and watch the full YouTube videos over on YouTube as well. Your health is the most important thing in a life. And if you don't have health, it's the biggest problem that you're faced with. It's the thing that you think about the most, more than finances, more than anything else, because that is the safety of your life. You were born with one body. You have one body. That's what Jim Rohn said. Take care of your body. It's the only place you have to live. And Gandhi said, it is health that is real wealth and not pieces of gold and silver. Fall in love with yourself and fall in love with your health. I hope you enjoyed the science of biohacking for optimal health. I love you so very much. And you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium bang and a Lufthansa sound system, up to a 313-mile range, in a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today.